and welcome to episode three of the Five Nights podcast called Ups, Downs and Upside Downs. And that's exactly what the Australian Grand Prix had. In this episode, we're going to take a look back at that Australian Grand Prix and what a race it was. It had a little bit of everything, controversy, fighting and, well, a massive clash. We're also going to take a look at my Badger GP predictions and see how I did. Without any further ado, it's lights out and away we go. Yes, it is lights out and away we go as we take a look back at the Australian Grand Prix. I'm going to give you my five takeaways from the race. And then, as I said, we will take a look at my Badger GP predictions to see just how well or badly I did. And I don't think this week is how I want to be continuing for the rest of the season. But first, let's take a look at my five takeaways from this Australian Grand Prix. So, first of all, the embarrassment factor. F1 has been embarrassed once again, and just when we thought the sport was looking on the up and it could be drawing in more fans, it makes an absolute boo-boo with the qualifying system. I said in the first podcast that I thought the new qualifying system might bring some excitement, and I was actually looking forward to it. Well, put my hands up, guys, I was completely wrong. For the first five minutes of Q1, it actually looked like it might have worked. We had some real drama with all the cars rushing out rushing to get laps and space and we even had some fighting between Grosjean and Hamilton as they hustled for space on the track however after that first five minutes it became a one car shootout and it was just no action whatsoever and some drivers and teams just didn't seem to see didn't seem to know sorry what was going on at all there were some cars left in the garage we saw Danny Kvyat didn't know what was going on and he missed out on making a time it just did not work and then the, the major embarrassment when we got to Q3 it was just Rosberg and Hamilton fighting it out and with four minutes to go it was over what a complete waste of time pleased to say they've reverted back to the old system for Bahrain but that wasn't the only embarrassment really the whole the plethora of rules they brought in there was lots of little minor tweaks and changes just before the race for example the radio as well they then uh, about a couple of hours before the race they decided to change their mind and there was not allowed more communication between the drivers and the team so F1 really needs to take a look at itself and how they make these rules up whether it's Bernie or Charlie Whiting coming up with them they're both saying that they're doing it for the fans well Charlie Bernie why not ask the fans what they want rather than trying to think about what they want we're here use Facebook you've joined Facebook now so use it ask us what we want to see in Formula 1 because I bet you if you did a forum on Facebook or on Twitter or any social media site qualifying would not have come up in any of them so Luckily, they've reverted back to that, and it's the second year in a row that, the second year in a row, sorry, unfortunately, that Australia has been the subject of embarrassment. Of course, last year we had the whole Sauber debacle with how many drivers they had going on, and then the cars not making it to the grid, and we only pretty much had half a grid for the race. So Australia seems to bear the brunt yet again of Formula One's pocket. So. What do you think should happen? Should qualifying change at all? How do you think the rules should be made? Should we scrap the strategy group? Let us know on Facebook and on Twitter. Let me know what you think. And if you have got a cool idea for qualifying, let me know. I'd love to hear. My second point, uh, and the one rule that did not, that did, sorry, impact positively on the racing, was the new tyre rules. They really worked out well. It really mixed up some strategies. Even with the red flag stoppage, we saw the Mercedes choosing to stick on the medium tyre and go to the end of the race from lap 19 whereas the Ferraris, they opted for the soft tyre and they wanted to do that change because they thought and they knew that they were going to be faster towards the end of the race it was just unfortunate towards the end that Vettel made that mistake because we would have had one hell of a showdown between Hamilton and Vettel right at the end as Hamilton's tyres were going off and Vettel just 
kept picking up the pace. So, uh, yeah, that one's really worked out well. Uh, I think I'm looking forward to seeing how that develops. We've just seen that Bahrain tyres have been released. Uh, Vettel opting for more of the soft compound tyres, whereas Mercedes opting for the medium compound. So it's already mixing up strategies. Really fascinating to watch how that develops throughout the season. Point three, the new start procedure could really mix up racing. We've seen that Mercedes looked really hot in qualifying and they looked like they could lock out the, the, the front row for the majority of the races this season. They really were sandbagging on pace because they looked really, really fast uh, during qualifying. But they do struggle with the starts. They just can't seem to get that new start procedure going. They seem to be producing a lot of wheel spin, whereas Ferrari, they are gone. And we saw that this weekend with the Australian Grand Prix where Vettel and Raikkonen just shot straight past the Mercedes along with other cars as well. Force India looked really good on the start as did Red Bull and Toro Rosso. So Mercedes might have the pace but they really need to get those starts down to make sure that they can secure those first those 1-2 uh, finishes. Point number four. Ferrari have amazing race pace as do Red Bull but McLaren still appear to be struggling. So we saw Ferrari overtake the Mercedes at the start. And a lot of us were probably thinking, well, Mercedes have got the pace, so they're probably going to catch up to Ferrari and overtake them fairly swiftly. However, that didn't happen. Ferrari were able to maintain good gaps and pick up the pace when needed, and it was only that red flag that brought them all back together. So Ferrari have really closed the gap on Mercedes, and Red Bull, where we thought they might be struggling, and it seems so in qualifying, certainly, they have some fantastic race pace as well. Daniel Ricciardo picking up a brilliant fourth spot. Danny Kivir not having such a good weekend. Lots of technical issues for him, so that was unfortunate. But it's good to keep an eye out for the Red Bulls. I think they're going to be hotter this year than they ever were last year. McLaren, though, they look really, really slow still. They're still not where they should be as a team of their size. Uh, Alonso looked to be having a fairly good race uh, as obviously he came together with Esteban Gutierrez. Button outside the points it's not really where we want to see McLaren I'm sure Fernando and Jensen will be looking for for big improvements in the races to come last point then the last takeaway from the Australian Grand Prix the Toro Rossos they are a fast bunch but they struggled in the race they looked fast in qualifying but their pace dropped off only finishing 9th and 10th in the end and their driver's relationship looks set to to explode sorry at any moment having a real kerfuffle over the radio Max Verstappen losing his cool that he had last year maybe the results he was getting last year gone to his head slightly a little bit of arrogance creeping in I hope that isn't the case I hope it was just a little bit of frustration with him being back in the first race Carlos Sainz holding him off and Verstappen saying over the radio to be let past that's not really what I expect from him he's got some really good racecraft if he's faster than Sainz get past him but then he could be struggling because of course these cars can't follow as closely as they'd like but it's going to be an interesting one to watch a really interesting relationship there and uh, we could potentially see some fireworks in the races to come the last point a bit of a bonus one for me I just want to make note about the Alonso crash obviously it was a, a headline grabber for many of the media outlets and I also want to make a point about that as well but just amazing how much safety has come on in Formula 1 as soon as I saw the crash uh, Martin Bundle on the Sky coverage pointed out that with a car upside down my mind instantly went back to that horrific Villeneuve crash with Ralph Schumacher a few years back where unfortunately a marshal lost his life uh, thankfully though this uh, accident both drivers walked away fine the fans were fine and all the marshals were fine and it just shows how strong those cars are because that was one horrific accident that he suffered I just want to point out as well about the media 
picking up on the point of the negatives with qualifying, the fact that it was a one-two finish from Mercedes from Vettel in third, and the fact that there was a big crash, that's all they really pushed on. Nobody outside of the F1 media was saying how great the race was, and that's not going to draw the fans in, so I really want the outside media just to appreciate how good this Australian Grand Prix was. So hopefully they'll follow up in Bahrain and they'll be forced to take notice. So those are my five slash six takeaways from the Australian Grand Prix. It was a fantastic race, although it was the same result as we've been seeing many times last year. Completely different story. Mercedes really had to work through it. And I think Ferrari, with a bit more experience with the tyres, they're really going to put the Mercs under pressure. And we could see a few other teams as well sneaking in for some podiums this year. Just want to say as well, well done to Roman Grosjean and to Jolian Palmer. Two fantastic drives. Jolian in his first ever race at Australia in a Formula 1 car. First ever race in a Formula 1 car, but first ever drive at Melbourne. Really, really good job. And Roman Grosjean bringing that Haas home to get debut points for the American team. Really good to see. So my Badger GP predictions then. I put Lewis Hamilton pole. I got that one right. I put fastest lap Sebastian Vettel, unfortunately. That was wrong. I put first to retire for Romain Grosjean, and I really messed up on that one because he had a fantastic race. But I did get the one safety car correct. Um, I said Hamilton would win. He didn't. I said Rosberg would finish second. He didn't. It was vice versa. And Vettel to finish third, so I got that one right. So not too bad on that one. My team did quite well. I, I accrued 127 points in total, which isn't the most that was there. But uh, I got Vettel, who finished third, Ricciardo, who finished fourth, and Sainz Jr., who got ninth place. I had Mercedes, who got the 1-2, Toro Rosso, who finished ninth and tenth, and unfortunately Renault, who just finished outside the points. But I think as the races go on, they're uh, dead cert to pick up some points this year. Uh, you can join our league on Badger GP. The code is 1347731. That's 1347731. It's the Five Lights League. And also, uh, Simon Lazerby and Jenny Gow have also got leagues on there. So you can join them uh, and join hundreds of other people who are playing the Badger GP Fantasy F1. For the first two races, you can make as many changes as you want. So you've got one more race to sort of have a play with your team and, and see what works. And then after that, they're locked in. And I think you can only make eight changes from there on in. So best of luck to you. Let me know how you're getting on with the Badger GP. And if you've got any questions, feel free to ask me on Twitter and Facebook of how it works. I would just like to end this podcast very briefly uh, by sending my condolences to James Allison, the Ferrari engineer. Uh, I'd like to send my condolences to him and his family, his three children, after the news came out that his wife had sadly passed away. My thoughts are with him and his family at this very difficult time. So that's it for episode three of the Five Lights podcast. I'll look back at the Australian Grand Prix. This time next week, we'll be looking ahead to the Bahrain Grand Prix. And if it's anything like this first race of the season, we are in for an absolute treat. Keep up to date with us on Facebook, the Five Lights podcast Facebook, and following at Five Lights pod for the latest news on F1. Hit me up, let me know what you would change about qualifying, if anything, and I'll see you next time. <laughs>